0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Blood
0: Talk Radio.
1: You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we praise Your holy name. You deserve. And the other, Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we bless Your holy name. You deserve You deserve the glory. And the
0: There is no one else. Cause you are great. You do miracles so great. So great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else. Cause you do mighty things. And you do glorious things. You're a faithful God, awesome is your name. Somebody, come on. You do my, you do glorious things. things.
1: You're a faithful God, awesome is your name. Optimize we give the glory name. God, you do mighty things, you, you do, you do glory. Amen. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name is Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God.
2: Your name
1: is You want to declare it? Your name, your name. Your name. The name is Your name
2: is You are a miracle work
1: God.
0: Name
1: is Yahweh. Somebody bless him, bless him in this place. Your name is Thank Yahweh. You, Thank you, Lord. Thank you,
2: Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Seven billions and trillions over a sang. Archangel, Senor, shall refang you. Seraph and angel, Lord. Minister to your people. Lord, according to the need of everyone listening, Lord. Minister and help, of Lord Jesus. Lord Yeshua. We humble ourselves before you, Lord. And we ask that you will speak to our life. You will minister to our life, Lord. According to the need of each and one of us, Lord. Minister, Lord Jesus. Minister, Lord. Minister to us, Lord. Minister to our life, Lord Jesus. Minister to our heart. Help us to understand, to know, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord Jesus, Lord Yeshua. Lord Jehoshua, mighty Jesus, mighty Yeshua. Hallelujah, Lord, whatever your people are going through, help them. Help them, Lord Jesus. Empower their faith, Lord. We bind, we rebuke, pride down unbelief. We repent, by and unbelief. But we also rebuke, Lord anything behind it in jesus name yeshua name joshua name lord help us to speak your word tonight lord hallelujah your revelation lord that you will speak to your people that you will prepare the heart you will prepare a heart for your coming lord hallelujah that we may be ready jesus lord yeshua that our heart will be ready as the Word says, the that persevere to the end shall be safe lord we want to be safe, Lord. We want to be ready as the bride of Christ, Lord, to be taken home. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord Yeshua, Lord yahshua let your presence, your anointing, be felt tonight. In Jesus' name, Lord, let your people know that you are a real God. Hallelujah. real God who knows the heart, who can minister to the heart and life. In Jesus' name, let everyone listening. Come under the blood of Jesus, shall it tonight. In Jesus' name, Lord. Blessing hundreds and thousands of trillions and trillions we are saying, you, archangel, and sheriff in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Heal the sick Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Prepare our heart, Lord, for more. In Jesus' name, Lord, give me the boldness, hallelujah, to speak your word tonight. In Jesus' name, Lord Jesus. Lord Yeshua, Lord Jehoshua. he heal oh, our brother Tony who is sick tonight. We send your word over his body. That by your strike, by your wound he is healed. Our brother Ben Lord also, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Have mercy upon your people, Lord. Help us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. Thank you, mighty Lord. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. We'll give you the honor. Hallelujah, Lord, and the praise tonight. Thank you, Brother Miguel. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I want to make sure everyone can hear me tonight. Amen. So shalom, shalom, my brother and my sister. Welcome to the Lord's Tower. This is host, brother, and Christ, brother, Elvis Zapata. Thank you, Lord. By the mercy of God, God allows us to share his word, share his revelation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. I remember about 30 years ago, a skinny young boy was taken by his pastor over a radio station in Boston, Massachusetts. I was so nervous, and the pastor called me up to the microphone, my brother and sisters, pastor who's in heaven with father. And thank you, Lord. I was just so nervous. I, I was shaking. I hardly working come out of my mouth. I spoke because he asked me a question on the air. Hallelujah. And thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Over 30 years have passed, and here I am today in front of a microphone. Hallelujah again, ready to share. Hallelujah. God just wants obedience god is not looking for professional he is looking for obedience from us that we will humble ourselves and that we just go ahead and speak his word and he'll take care of the rest and he has taken care of us amen thank you lord so if you if you're thinking uh where, where do i need to go to school for Where do i need to prepare myself for prepare yourself in repenting with the lord prepare your life your spiritual life with him it's about pleasing him, and if you please God, the rest of history, because God will take you to places where you never been, where you've never been before. That, that is what it's all about, my brother and sister, that uh when He called us to do His will, that we say, "Here I am, Lord, send me, and that's it. have a heart for the Lord, love him, He loves you very much. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Remember that we are chosen in him before the foundation of his earth. We don't need to be afraid. We don't need to, hallelujah, be scared for any reason. We just need to be obedient. to God, obedient is better than sacrifice, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. Since I have a really strong message tonight, to give out. I want to go to Ephesians. Amen. I'm going to read it from God's Word Bible. Ephesians 1, verse 3 is where I'm going to. Uh, God chosen us through Christ. That's the title of this this Bible. And I want to read this to you because I have a strong message to give out tonight. And after this message, I, I already shared in Spanish, and it was very strong. And hallelujah! I know this message, it will be very strong, my brother and sister, but it's a blessing. And anything that comes from God to us is a blessing. If there's any problem with the audio, please let me know. You that are on the other side, listening, please, it's very important that this message goes out. Uh, let me tell you what happened earlier. Right when I was about to start the Spanish program, Shalom, Sister Regina Rivero, the The power supply here burn out I had to come I had to look for another one a temporary one. It just burn out completely okay when things are going out that way you know it it tells you how important the message is for God. Amen, thank you Lord and I was talking to the Lord last night about this message, making sure I seek direction from him and clarity, and knowledge, and understanding, so I know what I'm saying, I know what I'm talking about in regard to the message, my brother and sisters, so please help me out. Is there any problem with the audio, any delay, any cutting off, let me know right away so we can try to work things out as much as we can. Amen. If it's cutting out, I'm going to have to load the microphone a little bit, it just Thank you, Lord. I want to make sure everything goes well for this audio to be recorded because it's going to be recorded and it's going to be on the archive, and I want people to go on later on and listen to it, my brother and sister, because it will bless their life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. It's all for the glory of God, remember? Amen. And for people to be helped, be prepared. Amen. Lord, I pray tonight for fresh oil. Lord Jesus, please give your people as they listen tonight, fresh oil, fill the lamb with oil to be ready for the rapture, departure of the bride of Christ. In Jesus' name I pray for fresh oil from the Lord tonight, from God, Father, Father, and Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, I pray for fresh oil, fresh anointing, Lord. Billions and trillions of anointing angels around your people, around the world, around the nation, Lord. As we are speaking your word, billions and trillions are protecting angel, Lord. In Jesus' name, Yeshua name, that the angel of the Lord will come around them that fear him and will protect him. That is our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray the Lord. We bind the men of hindering spirit, of fallen the angels, for not the salvation up and down. In Jesus' name we praise you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Yeshua. All right, here, uh, Ephesians, let me read Ephesians before we we'll go. Hallelujah to our message. Praise God. This is Ephesians 1-3. Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, through Christ. Yes, amen. God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing that heaven has to offer. Before the creation of the world, he chosen us for Christ to be holy and perfect in his presence. Because of his love, he had already decided to adapt us to Christ, through Jesus Christ. He freely chose to do this. He freely chose to do this. So that every time that freely, as we are free to choose God, it's out of his own will, out of his own will. So out of his own will, he chose to do this so that the kindness he has given us in his dear son will be praised and giving. Glory. Amen. Through the blood of his son, verse 7, we are free from our sins. God forgives our failure because of his love, overflowing kindness. He put out his kindness by giving us every kind of wisdom and insight. Uh, When he revealed the mystery of his plan to us, he had decided to do this through Christ. He planned to bring all all history to his goals in Christ, then Christ will be the head of everything in heaven and on earth. God also decided to have a time to choose us through Christ according to his plan, which he make everything work the way he intended. He planned all this so that we who have already focused our hope on Christ will praise him and give him glory. Amen. You heard and believe the message of the truth, the good news that he has saved you and you were sealed with the holy spirit from whom he promised the holy spirit is the guarantee that we will receive our inheritance we have the guarantee we are set free belongs to him god receive praise and glory to this amen thank you lord so brothers and sisters family in the lord we have to remember the love that christ god almighty has for us and before you go into any trial coming in the days to come, starting the first day of the week, and you feel tested and tempted, remember the love that Christ has for you, how he was willing to give his life for you on the cross, and that will carry you through your hard test, hard trial in your life, It will bring you through where East, my brother and sister's, I should remember the love he has for you. That's what's important in all this. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I received a revelation this week, which to me, it was very strong. I was able to share some of it in Spanish. I've been thinking to, to come here, because I know this is what the Lord wants me to do, and share this revelation, as Jesus already told me more than twice, that you know, this is what he wants me to do. Share his revelation, his word and his revelation. Amen. And that's what I'm going to do here tonight. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Second Corinthians two eleven. The Bible says, Lest Satan should get an advantage over you, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Thank you, Lord. So we are not ignorant of his devices. As I was in prayer with the Lord last night, there was something I wanted to understand, that I, I, you know, I was reading the Word of God. I have read this verse here, you know, and and I had a question for the Lord. Uh, I remember saying, Lord, in Spanish, shalom racerete, shalom uh, winning, sister Wendy in, in Spanish I have to share this in Spanish and English so I was saying to the Lord Lord uh, these devices how do I explain this message to the to the people help me understand uh, uh, how can I he knows everything he, he's just you know when he, when he he's our rabbi he's our teacher and every time he, he reveal uh, his word to us it's just so incredible how much we learn, and then you you understand how much little we know, because when the Lord uh, uh, reveal His word to us, that's when we find out. Wow, we really know very little or, or basically nothing. He is so awesome. He is so good, but He's a rabbi. He God is long suffering. He is patient. There was something else the Lord says to me that as a bride of Christ, we we are especially uh uh what was the word he used i'm trying to think lord help me hallelujah uh our worship is needed in other words it's important to him amen in that regard like because i you you have so many angels you got everything in heaven that can worship you you know why is it that we 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 are waited for and you know that there's no wedding without the bride okay there's no wedding Uh, Until the bride arrives, there's no wedding. And we know that down here also. You cannot have a wedding without a bride. You have to have a bride in order to have a wedding. So there's no wedding in heaven without us. The last things needed for the wedding is us. Okay, that's why the wedding of the bride of Christ has not commenced yet. Okay, has not started yet, because we're not there. We're not fully there yet. Our work is not finished yet. It's about two years any day now you know we're about to disappear the bride of Christ will be taken out of the earth but we're, we're so important to be in there that the wedding cannot commence my brother insisted no matter what people say there's not wedding without the bride remember that thank you Lord so the Lord said to me with a very anointed uh, revelation the important of our praise that is needed he says In the way in heaven, which, wow, what an anointing. I felt when he said that with such a joy that something needed is something important, and I understood right away, wow, we're really important to the Lord. Amen, when he said that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But here's the thing. He takes me to this place in heaven where they have this screen to show me the effect of our phones down here. And this was different. You know, Father, that told me that we should not uh, have the 5G plan in our cell phone or not have a 5G cell phone or we will have to be martyr for the Lord. We will have to be beheaded. We will have to be careful for the Lord in the Great Tribulation. In other words, we will have to stay behind. So I have said that for months already here on the Lord's Tower, but a reminder of that also. So in this place that the Lord takes me to, my brother and sister, uh, he was showing me that I uh, showed me this lady, the sister, who had a on, down here. Uh, before that, as I got there, I saw an angel who was the one, I guess, in charge to speak with me. And, and the angel says to be taught, was talking to me about mind control down here. And I immediately replied back to the angel. I said to him that mind control had not been a a proven matter, has not been proven, I said to him. Mind control had not been proven, so it doesn't work. I I was telling the angel. And the angel said to me, that's what you think. He says, come, let me show you. He says to me. So as we move further, 10 feet further for him to show me a monitor looking down like a monitor. Um, he says, I want you to look at this. And as I'm there looking at what the angel was showing me, he began to show me this lady. It looks like she had a an iPhone on her purse. It was an iPhone on her purse. She was sitting, I believe it was like in a church uh in a church, I would say a lobby or in a church meeting. And in this church meeting, this sister was sitting. She, she was planning to go and pray because she was in a church. It's like on a Sunday morning. And her, her phone, okay, who was connected with her brain, with her mind, that I didn't know. This is where the mind controls come to action. Put in her mind right away not to go pray, but to do something else on the phone. And so the woman who was planning to go pray changed her mind. Her mind would change right away. Huh? And I'm looking at this, and I noticed the phone is in her mind, controlling her mind. This is the mind control, an iPhone. And so then the lady, the sister, wanted to go ahead and read her Bible. But I also saw when the iPhone immediately changed her mind to doing something else. And that's what the angel was referring to mind control. Because in her own mind, she wanted to do these things, but the phone changed her mind. have you had a thought in your mind and then looked to your phone and immediately your phone was looking for the things you were thinking of? Well, let me tell you what that is. It's not only that the phone is reading your mind, it's that the phone is already in your mind. And it's revealing to you what you were thinking of. This has happened to so many people. You can Google this on YouTube and find hundreds of videos. You can go on Facebook. You can ask people about this. How come when I think about something and I go look to my iPhone, it's immediately on my iPhone being searched for? It's not that the iPhone is just reading your mind. It's that it's already in your mind what the angel was showing me. At that very moment, I'm like, wow, wow. In heaven, I'm thinking, how am I going to explain this to my brothers and sisters? Then they had like an information there was showing me that from iPhone 5X to now iPhone 14, this technology, Apple began this this technology back in the 5X. That's what I could see from heaven. Then Android, when I looked, they also had Android. And the Android, I can notice it was 5G. I don't remember any 4G Android having this technology. But I can see very clear that any Android, because Google has this technology, too. If Apple has it, Google has it. Okay? Any any 5G phone has this technology. It's not that your phone is reading your mind, as we were thinking. It's that the phone is already in your mind changing your thought. Immediately after this revelation that I've been having three days with this revelation, it's been so difficult for me. And I was saying to the Lord last night, I felt I felt like how am I going to explain this, Lord? Okay? How am I going to put this where people can understand it and receive the message? and put away their iphones and their 5g android second corinthians 2:11. 11. let satan should get an advantage over us he says it's this is the word for we are not ignorant of his devices what devices i went onto google and put in devices because that's what the word says right devices okay what is a device according to google a a plural for devices are thing made or an for a particular purpose, especially a piece of mechanical or electronic device, like a cell phone. The devices, a point to one of them, which is a cell phone. A cell phone. Mapro-insisted. Okay? This is incredible. And then, going on with devices and seeking more information about devices, it will lead you to, to the Neuralink, or Neuralink. Okay? which is a, it's a brain implant device also that is being used, which is it's a bit different than just a cell phone, but that your cell phone, your iPhone can go into your mind and put thoughts into your mind and make you change when you want to go pray, when you want to read the Bible, when you want to think about God, that it can change the way you think. To me, that is, my Lord, my God, this since this been shown to me in heaven, that iPhone is going into our mind and changing our thoughts, immediately, I had an iPhone 11. Here's what happened to me. I it was there next to the angel. Remember, next to my little desk in my bed right now, here in my home, I have a little desk. I, I put my iPhone, the iPhone 11 Plus. I plug it in overnight to get charged. Okay? And as I'm in my bed, my body is in my bed. My iPhone is to my bed charging my iPhone eleven plus in heaven, I could feel the controlling the 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 manipulation from the iPhone into my brain, and the Lord has to do it this way so I can get an idea of what is happening that is real okay and i and I come back to my body and I begin to repent, and I begin to. Confess these things to the Lord. I can feel the connection of my iPhone to my brain immediately breaking off. Breaking off. And I'm like, oh, my Lord, this is real. This is real. This is real. And, and, and if, if you don't know this, if you are ignorant of this device of Satan, of this iPhone, if you are ignorant of this device, they're going to keep getting into your brain and they're going to keep manipulating your brain and we have no idea how far satan is in the state of technology but this is his technology he's using this technology to get into people's minds into people's brain and it's working out for him the way he wants it to my brother insisted again again Lest Satan take an advantage over us, for we are ignorant of his devices. This is iPhone are one of the devices of the devil. That he's usually, in the last day, very effective against us, against the people who has the iPhone, And he's doing things in our life that we're not aware, putting thoughts, even thoughts against God, my brothers and sisters that it should not be in our lives, my brother and sister. Joel says in Joel 21, 21, 27, Behold, I know your thoughts, that the device which wrongfully imagined against me, these devices the devil is using, okay, to make us sin in our thinking and our minds. I Sister Luna. He's using phone five, iPhone 5X to all the way to iPhone 14. I thought mine was safe because it's 11 plus, you know, it's just a a 4G phone. I was wrong immediately in heaven. I realized I was wrong about my iPhone. So I cannot point finger to you who has an iPhone. The only thing I can say to you, like I would say to myself and my family, we need to get these devices of the devil from away from our lives, away from our home. Remember that not only are we should be willing to remove these devices from us, we should be willing to give our life for Jesus. So these devices are meaningless. Okay? And once we find out the devil's using them against us, this is a no-brainer. It is part of the brain that the devil's using. But this should be a no-brainer for us to make a decision and say, okay, Lord, I'm willing to take this out of my life. I'm willing to take this out of my own. But when I said this to brother, brother Tony, he says, Brother, I think we should go back to the flip phone. Remember the 4G flip phone? Little flip phone. I said, you know, go into whatever company you have for cell phone. Look what what 4G cell phone they support, okay? And look, look what they support 4G and get that cheap or whatever phone you can get. That you like but it that doesn't have this mind control technology, get it and go for that. Because we should be willing to give anything up for the Lord. The Lord Jesus gave his life for us. How can we not be willing to give up our cell phone for him? My brothers, when he was willing to give up his life. Can you understand how important salvation is? He is turning our thoughts, our mind against God. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. Psalm 10:2. The wicked in his pride does persecute the poor. Let them be caught in the devices that they have contrived. These are the devices of the wicked put together in order to get to us and make us sin and so much more. But I believe we're wiser than that, brothers and sisters. Okay? We're wiser than that. And we don't want it in our in our mind and our brain. Putting things, okay, that are not of God, thoughts that are not of God, make us change. You know, back then when we had 4G, we had more time to pray. We felt so close to God. It was so awesome. What happened? As they increase the technology, they make the technology more accessible to us and to our mind and brain. Now they got these things into our mind. They're in our mind. They're in our life. And they're controlling people's thoughts. And people are wondering, oh, wow. Why, why can't I think of God and, and, and do what I used to meditate on, his word, like people used to do? Now the iPhone is changing the way they're thinking about God, where they cannot even meditate about him. Okay? And meditate about his word and his kindness and his goodness to us. Hey, people don't even have that anymore because they're being controlled through these iPhones so the 5G Android, my brother and sisters, hallelujah, if there any 4G that is contaminated, I will ask the Lord to reveal me more, Lord, please reveal me more in jesus name but i didn't I didn't see much 4 g in regard to that because we also know that a lot of three g has been practically eliminated by some of the company. so four g. Okay, just think about your spiritual life. Think about the things you used to do, how was your life years ago before all this stuff was. You know how you will come to the Lord, how the freedom you have in his presence and anointing. A lot of people have lost that, and they wonder why, my brother and sisters. And God is revealing us the why. Thank you, Lord. He told, he's being so good to us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. But we must, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Be obedient. We must be obedient. We must consecrate ourselves. Okay? Proverb 131, Therefore shall they eat the fruit of their own ways and be filled with their own devices. God will punish the wicked for doing this against the people because God knows that these devices have been put together in order to get to us. But so now that God is revealing these things to us, gives us the opportunity to say, no, not me, not anymore. This is what's going on in my life. This iPhone been in my brain. You thought that when you thought about something and it came up on your iPhone, you thought that your iPhone was reading your mind. It's doing more than that. When it's doing this, it's already in your mind. I can feel a line in the spiritual line when it was shown to me in heaven. I can see a line from the iPhone going into my brain, like a wire. Like a thick wire going from the iPhone into my brain, my brother and sister. And not only one, like three or more. Going into my brain from the iPhone. Okay? Wireless. wireless. They're going into your brain through your iPhone. And they're controlling. It's mind control, the angel says to me. I told the angel that mind control was a technology did not work. And he says, that's what you think. And when he said, that's what you think, and that was just not only me, you like y'all and like wow okay he says let me show you when he began to show me i was blown away that's how i was talking to the lord i need to understand this better uh what this word devices mean okay because satan is taking an advantage kind of yes yes like the matrix movie satan is taking an advantage over us with the iphone and the 5G Android, and and people are not seeing it. You don't see it because the cell phone communication to the brain is invisible, but it's a well-developed communication. It's nothing that they just invented. It's something that they've been cooking for so many years, okay, and putting it together until they got it where they can say, now nah, we, we got them. We got them, okay? It, enemy yeah, is not happy for me about this. And I will ask you for your prayer. Please keep my family and I in prayer. Because my wife had a dream of seeing me getting arrested for what I have for what I have shared. Okay, she didn't know what I share. She didn't know what God was showing me. But she's God giving me her a dream of me being they were coming for me. So we I began to break this plan of the enemy. And I will ask you please pray for me. Because this information they didn't want it out. This is a hidden information, secret information that they had that Putting it out there, that's the last thing they want, because now that you know, my brother and sisters, okay, now that you know, the enemy is not happy. Every time someone God uses someone to reveal his secret, he gets really angry. I didn't want this out. I heard him one time saying this to the Lord. I didn't want this information out. I didn't want this out. And the Lord said, my son will speak whatever I give him. So, I have to speak it because the Lord's given it to me, but I tell you it's a really strong information that the enemy had for you hit it, he didn't want it out now it's out. My brother insisted, but it's it's out among god's people. It's not out in the world yet to everyone. It could be could be my brother insisted, but God, God is so good, those he wants to save and preserve He's really giving them insight information for them to be careful. Thank you, Lord. Proverbs two, A good man obtain favor of the Lord. Now listen to this. But a wicked device will he condemn. These people that have put these devices together, God said he will condemn. to send them to hell, my brothers and sisters. He will send them to hell for putting these devices together lest they repent, of. Okay? Because they had done it with a, with a purpose, to harm other people, to get into the brain and control them. This is mind control technology that we're talking about tonight that they're using. And the iPhone from the 5X all the way to the 14. And the Android, the Android that I saw that really caught my attention with the 5G Android. My brother, insisted. this is sad. How many people are using iPhone now? Plenty of them. Let me tell you what happened. When, when I was talking about this, my phone hurt me. My cell phone hurt me. My, my iPhone hurt me. And it's been driving everything crazy on my house. Computers, everything. I, I went, I was able to find another phone that I can use, a 4G phone, and put in the SIM. Okay, turned down my, my iPhone, but then I needed information from my iPhone. Well, immediately when I turned back my iPhone, he started acting like a, like a real demon. That's the word, a, a demon against me. Because now my iPhone knows what I, what I know about him. And it's actually like independent an independent demon, my brother and sister. They know. They know. They know. It's like when Brother Larry asked, Father, So these demons in the flesh know that they're demons? He said, oh, yes, my son. They know. They know whom they are. So don't make excuses for them. Just know that they're evil and they're not, they're not for us. They're against us. My brother and sister, Proverbs 14:17. He that is soon and angry deal with forcelessly. A man of wicked advice is hated. Okay? That will be his feet. job. Hated. He's hated because he put a wicked advice in an knife him, and then he passed away. Okay? My Lord, my God, God help us. God help us. Isaiah 32, 7, instrument are also the sure of evil. He devises the wicked device to destroy the poor with lying words, even when he needed to speak as right. So the devil behind all this had put this device together to get to the poor. Okay? But my brother and sister, you and I serve the Lord. We don't need to be afraid. We need to be knowledgeable. What did God say in his word? My people perish for lack of knowledge. Well God is giving us the knowledge. Okay? God is giving us the knowledge. And, and so let's 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 listen to the Lord. Let's pray. Let's fast. Let's let's ask the Lord to lead us, to guide us, to protect us and all this. Because we don't want to perish. We do not want to perish. We want to go to heaven. My brother and sister, this is what this is all about. Okay, going to heaven. Thank you, Lord. Jeremiah 11, 19. But I was like a lamp in us that is brought to the slaughter. I knew not that they had devised, devices against me, saying, let us destroy a tree with the fruit thereof. Let us cut him from off the land of the living. And his name may not be no more in remembrance. Devices. they devices, which is a plan of, evil plan of the mind, them planning, thinking of what they could do with to Jeremiah. Okay? And so this is why the devices not only apply to the iPhone, but it applies to the device they're getting into your mind for planning evil against you. And that's what they're using it for in the last day. My brother and sister, God help us. God help us. Hallelujah. Jeremiah eighteen twelve. And they say there's no hope, but we will walk after our own devices. And we will everyone do the imagination of the heart okay so these people prefer the devices than what God has to say to the prophet Jeremiah. And isn't that right with iPhone today? people who have iPhone and don't want to see God anymore they prefer their iPhone. My brother insisted that without realizing their iPhone has become their own God. okay some parents are. Oh, I bought my, my daughter or my son an iPhone for the birthday. Oh, they're so happy. But there's one thing, they don't listen to me. Here's the thing. The iPhone is controlling their mind. They're never going to listen to you as long as they have an iPhone. Okay? And even parents who bought their sons an iPhone, but they saw them turning so disobedient against them. Baffle and sister, they now realize that the iPhone is the one getting into the mind into the brain to control them that they're being controlled by the own device that the parent bought for them god help us my brother insisted because we should have not done such a thing for our own children bought in an iphone and now the iphone is the one controlling their life my lord my god have mercy but it's it's just been the fact of what's been happening my brother insisted and it's sad that this has been happening. It's sad that these things been happening among us Christians. You know, watching our children. Hallelujah. Um, watching our children being contaminated and controlled by iPhone. It is, it is very sad. And it should not be happening. Amen. Jeremiah 18, 18. They said, come and let us devise devices against Jeremiah. So the law should not perish from the priest or counsel from the wise, nor the word from the prophet. Come and let us smite him with the tongue, and let us not give heed to any of his words. But it was the worst decision they could have ever made. You know, notice how, how is it that in Jeremiah's time, people became so disobedient, so far away from God, to the point where God's prophet are being persecuted for it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise to God. Jack, maybe if I meet you another day, we'll, you'll, I'll probably be able to come on, but not tonight. I got, I got this important word to give out. Thank you, Lord. It's very important. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lamentation 361. Hallelujah. The lift of those that rose up against me and their devices against me all day. Okay, Let me tell you, these devices, my brother and sisters, are on all day. iPhones are meant to be in on all day, and they're being used all day long against us. They're getting into our mind all day long. How nobody shut up their iPhone at night? So even in our sleep, which I didn't know this, this was shown to me, these things have been going into our mind, our brain and controlling our mind, and putting thoughts, and and doing all kinds of things. The woman I was watching, she was in church. She wanted to read the Bible. The iPhone directed her to do something else. She wanted to go pray. The iPhone directed her to do something else. How is that possible? I was watching it, and I was so stunned by the technology. I didn't know these people were able to do this. They're able to do this. And the Word of God, my brother and sister, there's nothing new under the sun. The people in the times of Noah, Jesus said, will be like in the times of Noah, and the coming of the Son of Man. Well, now it's the coming of the Son of Man, and people in the last day are behaving the same. But who were behind all this? The Nephilim. Excuse me, the fallen angel. They were the one who put these devices to work. What they God showed me over 10 years ago? I saw fallen angel giving our government technology for them to use. Who wouldn't know that the technology they were giving them will be implemented in the last day like never before, even to get into people's mind. That's why they were adopting people in these chips, round chips, called alien spaceships, in the middle of the night, taking them somewhere, which the Lord had taken me even there, to study their mind and brain, to know how to get to them, and now the technology is being, is being used by our Apple and Google, and then my brother insisted. It is that, but it's a fact of the matter. Okay? My brother and It's a fact of the matter. It's just a fact of the matter. Now, you want to see that the Antichrist, this technology belongs also to the Antichrist. Well, Daniel eleven twenty four, He shall enter peacefully, even upon the father place of the providence. And... He should do that which his father has not done, nor his father. Father. He should scatter among them the plunder of the spoil and riches. Yea, he shall plot his devices against the stronghold, even for a time. For a little season, if we can call it a time. Short time, little season. Okay? The Antichrist has been allowed. To plot, use his device as a, as a stronghold. Okay? Praise the Lord. As a stronghold. He has a stronghold to the iPhone and Google Android 5G in people's life. My brother, he's Isn't that incredible? That the Antichrist mystery, the mystery of the Antichrist, the Paul war that's about, In the last day, we'll be using this technology as a stronghold on people's life for a time, the Bible says, though. It's just a short time because even if it's for seven years, great tribulation, it's still short. Still short. We'll be back at the end of the seven years with the Lord, with the Lord's army also. But still, harm is being done to people. Okay? This message will not be liked by many. Okay? many will not listen tonight because they'll say i don't want to let go my iphone well it's between you and god now you've heard the message you heard the warning you heard the word give up your iphone and your android 5g because they are controlling your mind okay and god don't want us to be slaves remember the children of israel in, in egypt they were under the order of the taskmaster which the taskmaster was in the Earl of Pharaoh, okay? And what do they do every day to them? They make a work. And if they will slack on the work, they will be beaten by the taskmaster. They were slaves, okay? And it was the same generations of Joseph, because back then people could last four, five, six hundred years easily, okay? The same children of Israel that, Moses that Joseph left behind when he passed away, with the same children that lasted four hundred and thirty years. When Moses was born, God said that after 430 years they will come out of slavery. And Moses come 430 years later. God raises Moses and God the angel of the Lord comes to lead them out of out of Egypt because they been enslaved into a land that flow with milk and honey, to liberty. The Bible says that thou shalt know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And if the Son of God, will, hallelujah, will set you free, you will be free be. my brothers and sisters. The plan of God is, as it is in heaven, that they will be free from slavery. But if you have an iPhone on you, night now, you are not free. You are being controlled. You are being manipulated. That's why this message is life-saving tonight. And it's so important. I don't want to cut it off. because I know why the Lord has given me this. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, it is to warn. It is for people to put their iPhone away and get back to the other phone. All you need a phone is to com- communicate. If you want to search the Internet, you can do it on your computer. Or you can get a 5G phone that you can search the Internet if you have to, your email and stuff like that. But please, please understand the mind control in the iPhone from the 5S to the 14 and the Android 5G phone, which you should not even have anyway. My brother insisted. These are demonic possessed, demonic control, and there are people's life. In, in, in people's life, doing so every day, as the taskmaster in Egypt beat the people to do what they wanted. Right now, their mind are being controlled through their iPhone to do the devil's bidding. Same, same, same. The devil don't change. Second Corinthians two eleven. Let Satan to get an advantage over us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. How is it, Paul, the apostle Paul, and the disciple, knew about this, the devices of the devil? that the devil will use against them. And the people today have no idea of these things. The Lord has to reveal it to us today when the first church of Act knew about all this stuff, that the devil will use device even to get into the brain. It is just sad, but God is merciful. Okay? And the devil had used devices always in the beginning. Yes. He has. He did it in, in Genesis. He corrected all flesh, the Word of God says. And he corrected so much flesh. He, he didn't only just correct the human. He, will, he also corrected the, the, the birds of the air. All human and the birds of the air, he corrected. My brother and sister, this is why if you want your animal to go home in the rapture, you're going to have to pray for your animal. You're going to have to go to the Lord and intercede for them. If you want to take your de- your dog, your cat, your bird, whatever you have as a pet, if you want your pet to go to heaven with you, you're going to have to intercede for them. Because the devil makes sure he puts devices on your, on your animal, like RFID already, to keep track of your animal. Every single animal shelter in the United States in Europe and the world, For RFID on birds, cats, and dogs, and much more, much more. The list goes on. My brother and sister, why do they do this? The devil wants them to do so and pays them to do so. My brother and sister. And they just do it. And they said it's to keep track of the animal. But an RFID has been proven, even by doctors, scientists, that it's that changes people's DNA. The RFID does change people's DNA. Besides the COVID-19 vaccine, the RFID changes people's DNA. And they know this. I heard it from doctors themselves, not Christian doctors, secular doctors. I think there's a study online on this years ago. It changes people's DNA. So if it changes your DNA, your DNA is you, how God meant it for you to be, how God made you to be, since the wound of your mother. So why is it that they think they have the right to change any any animal, any human? They've been doing so, my brother insisted, because it's a wicked plan from the devil. Okay? And people being ignorant of this gives the devil an advantage of what what they're doing. Now, listen to this. Daniel 11.25. I want to show you here, because the Antichrist mystery is already coming afloat in the United States and Europe. A message is being shown on television about the Antichrist and the mystery of the Antichrist, the Babylonian system. My brother insisted. <clears throat> Excuse me. In Daniel eleven twenty-five, it says that he should stir up his power and his courage against the king of the south, with great army. And the king of the south should be stirred up to battle, with every great and mighty army. Okay? Notice how the kings are being stirred up Iran Israel today. Every time you read, remember the word to Daniel is about the Jewish people. It's his people who were taken captive to Babylon in the time of King Nebuchadnezzar. My brother and So when you hear about North South, it's talking about his own people. Persia, which is known as Iran. Who was the queen of Persia? Queen Esther. Remember Queen Esther. She was the queen of Persia. She was the queen in Tehran, my brothers and sisters. Let me tell you about Tehran and Iran. In the early 80s, before this government, this group of terrorists were put together, who is today the government of Iran, Iran was composed of two people, Christian native of Iran and Christian Jewish in Iran. When these people began to come together early eighty in Iran, they requested help and assistance from the United States. And they warned the United States to stop these people, this terrorist group that were putting together a party in Iran, which has been the leading party for many years, okay, because they wanted to get to government, to office. Iran was a peaceful nation until they came in there, mostly Christians and, and Jewish Christians. And my since the time of Queen Esther it has been like that, Persia has been peaceful. Until these people came around, I believe, 80, 83. that's when they began to form as a party, really strong in Iran. And they, they, the Iranian people requested assistance from the United States and the world community that they would help them against these terrorists that were coming into the land to put putting together their party. My brother and sister, and look where we are today. The king of the north, the king of the south, they had joined. Russia and Iran had joined. My brother and sister, they have put their own party together. And they have become very strong. And now even the life of the Jewish people are a state, are in danger. But not just their life, including the people of the United States, because they got some they got carrier. They got nuclear weapon. And they can either launch it against us or against the Jewish people. Israel is not taking any chance against Iran because Israel is too small. A nuclear weapon will wipe them out. They cannot take any chance. But we are taking chance against them since 1983. We've been taking chance. And many Americans who travel there have been killed, thrown in jail, raped, and killed. My brothers and sisters, for being inactive inactivity is really bad. You know, ignoring the devices of the devil is really bad. Because it gives the devil an advantage. And that's exactly what Satan is doing. And that's exactly what the Apostle Paul warned the people. Let Satan to get an advantage over us. For we are ignorant of his devices. My brother existed. I ran with the help of China and Russia, has been building devices in, in, in Iran, ignoring the native people of Tehran and the Jewish people that have been there before them. Hallelujah. My brother and sister. And when you ignore what the enemy is doing, then you end up paying the price. And that's what the nation is doing. It's going, It's happening to the nation today. They're paying a price for ignoring. Israel ignored the terrorists in Gaza, the terrorists in the West Bank. Since 1973 to 1968, since the 80s and the 90s, they, they did a, a literal terrorist attack here and there, and they were warned about them. The one day will come they will, that they will go into Israel, take people captive, kill people, rape people, and do harm to their own people. And they will do it in a time when Israel, hallelujah, will be ignoring their devices. And the time came a couple of months ago almost, when exactly what Israel were warned that could happen to them, it began to happen when these terrorists in Gaza entered Israel and began to take these people captive. My brothers and sisters. And now Israel is saying, these people should have not been so strong as they became. You allow the enemy to sneakily go in there and do whatever they want. You let them get away. You don't stop them at the beginning. Right now our enemy is coming into our life through the iPhones. It was shown to me in heaven that from iPhone 5X to iPhone 14 has mind control in it. They are controlling people's minds, and they're taking your thoughts from reading the Bible, meditating on the Word, and seeking God. And this is why so many people, so many Christians feel empty. They don't remember last time they felt the presence of God. They're looking for that special anointing they once had that they know they lost, that can only come through personal relationship with Jesus, daily walking with him. That anointing is gone. Now they're guarded against the anointing. No, i got to guard myself. I don't want to get hurt, they say. You're guarding yourself against God ministering to you, healing you, restoring you, taking the pain and hurting from your life. That's why you're guarding yourself for it. Instead of opening yourself to God, to the presence of God, and letting God minister to you and heal you and restore you, but as long as you have an iPhone, that is going to be very difficult. My brother insisted. Because it's the devil on one side and God on the other side The people are requesting their service to be. They say they want the devil on one side and they want God on the other side. Whoever wins, I will serve that, they say. No, my brother insisted. Israel tried to do that in the past and it went wrong for them. They ended up serving the enemy in Babylon. When King Nebuchadnezzar built a statue and said that whoever would not worship, that statue will be thrown into the oven. 99.9 of the people, including other Jewish people, when they Daniel and the other two Jewish men went and bowed down and worshipped the idol in Babylon. Seventy years later, as God said to the prophet Daniel, that they will be back into the promised land. Yes, they were back into the promised land. The same people that have worshipped the idol back in Babylon were back into the promised land. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. But here's the problem. When you bow to an idol, the Bible says very clear, that you become like the idol. The Bible says that idol have eyes that they don't see. They have ears, but they don't hear. Bible insisted. People come as the same as the idol. When they went back to the promised land, and Messiah Jesus walked among them as the Lamb of God, they could not see him. They could not hear him. He came to his own, but his own received him not. My brother and sister, what was he supposed to do? Go back to heaven and say, Father, I'm sorry, I failed. You send me to your people on earth. They cannot see me. They cannot hear me. And they cannot recognize me, Father. What should I do? My brother and sister. But you know what God did? As he says in Matthew 22, that those that were invited to the wedding... That will not come. This is what the Lord says to the messenger. Go to the road. Whosoever wants to come, call everybody. That's what the prostitutes would call. The, the homeless, the poor, the fatherless, the widows. Anyone that they can find, invite them to the wedding. Come on, just don't worry about it. But God, no, these were not the people that... No, these are not your people, God. These are, these are Gentiles that are coming from other nations around Israel that are living in the worst condition ever. You want us to go to them? Invite them to the wedding, he says. That was the order of the king. Read it in Matthew 22. Invite them. It doesn't matter who it is because his people were blind. They worshiped the idol in and Babylon, and they became as the own idol. Messiah was among them. My brothers and sisters, and they cannot recognize their own God. They cannot. Cannot recognize their own Lord. The one that was one time before them as they were coming out of Egypt. My brothers and sisters, they cannot. Hallelujah. The same Lord who they call Messiah, the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was among them. But they, my brother and sister, could not recognize him at all. They could not. He is the Lord that came to them. Why, did they, why should they recognize Jesus when he came to them? When he was born to a virgin, he came to being 30 years old. This is thirty years old. And he's walking among them. And they to so them was like, Who are you? Why are you speaking this way? Why are you speaking against the rabbi, our, our religious institution? Why? Judges two. The angel of the Lord, we know the angel of the Lord is Jesus Christ. Judges two one. The angel of the Lord came out from Gigal to Verashim and said, I made you to go out out of Egypt and have brought you into this land, which I saw unto your father. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you, and you shall make no league with the inhabitants of this land. You shall throw down their altar, but ye have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? Therefore I said, I will not write them out from before you, but they should be as a thorn on your side, and their God should be a snare unto you. And it came to pass when the angel of the Lord has spoke these word unto all the children of Israel, that the people lifted up their boys and wept. How many times you heard, how many times you heard, That God only spoke to Moses. How many times you heard that it was Moses and Aaron and maybe Mary that God was showing himself to? No, my brother, my sister. Read what the Word of God says. How many people saw the angel of the Lord? How many people saw him and heard him? According to chapter 2 of Judges read it right there Where you when you in your own bible read it came to pass when the angel of the lord spoke this word unto all the children of israel not just moses not just not just the leader not just the priest all the children of israel the same messiah that showed himself in the open day to everyone to see who fought for them, who defended them from the enemy, who they knew very well, came back to them, and they could not recognize him. My brother my sister, if you don't commit yourself to God, if you don't listen to his voice, you will end up doing idol worshiping. And not only that, not only... When you have an iPhone in your pocket, but you will have an iPhone in your brain controlling your very thoughts. My brother and sisters, obedient to God is better than sacrifice. Better, my brother and sisters, than anything that we can offer him. It says that the people lifted out their voice and wept and they called the name of the place or shin. That is weeper. And they sacrificed unto the Lord. There was no question whether that that angel of the Lord was there speaking to them. That if he was the Lord, what did the rabbi say to Jesus? If you are the Messiah, tell us. Open. How many times did Jesus say he was the Messiah? And they could not receive his word. Because they were no more than his sheep. Because when they bowed down to the idol back in Babylon, they became as blind, as death, Babylon, sister, as the idol themselves. And this is what God wants to deliver us from. If we are not careful, if we don't commit our life to God, we will end up being the same like they. And we will fall in the same hole spiritually. Where we God will come to us, Messiah will come to us, and we will not see Him at all. This is why so many don't understand the rapture of the Bride of Christ, so the pastor, the high apostle. Because in the rapture, the Bride meets Jesus, and the heirs is Paul. It's in the air. It's the one that are walking with Him will have the blessing to see Him. Okay. They have the blessing to see him. Thank you, Lord. But those that are not walking, that have an iPhone on their brain in pocket, will not see him. Because the iPhone is the idol that will blind them. My brother and sister. That will keep them completely blind, like the children of Israel. That when Messiah came to them, he came to his own, and his own receiver not they will not receive jesus when he comes for his bride they will not be ready they will be blind they will be deaf they will not hear his voice my brothers and sisters remember there was 10 virgins all 10 were called to be ready for the wedding but the foolish virgin thought that they were fine When they were not fine. Hallelujah. They were not fine. And so when the Lord comes, those that thought were right realize, uh-oh, we don't have enough oil. We're going to have to go get some oil. And they run to get oil. They first tried to get it for those that were ready. And those that were ready were not willing to share anymore because if you run out of the oil, you won't be ready. They run out to get oil, and when they were on the way, they come back, they come back. You know that that comeback, the comeback for them is the people that in the tribulation are beheaded for the Lord. Lord, open to us. Remember when the Lord showed me, when the bride goes home in the rapture, and she entered into the chamber. Remember he said through Isaiah... Enter into thy chamber and close the door behind thee. When the bride, the Lord showed me this in heaven, the bride goes into the chamber. Immediately, I saw this. I saw this in heaven. When the bride goes into the chamber, immediately the, Lord, the door was shut. No one can get in it anymore. No one. So when the five bride comes and says, Lord, Lord open to us. At that very moment, the bride is already in the chamber, the one that went in with him first. And so the second bride that gets beheaded cannot enter the chamber. The Bible says in Revelation, she goes under the altar. Okay? I believe someone said they saw the, under the altar is a place. It's what someone said. It's a place. Okay? I, I don't remember being taken there. Maybe one day the Lord will take me there, but the bride is in the chamber already locked in with the Lord. No one can come in. We have two reference in the Bible of the door being closed. Genesis chapter 7, Father closed the door. After Noah went into the ark, Matthew 25, after the bride goes in, the door gets shut again, twice in the Bible. A testimony to a matter is Saddle. So it's settled that the bride goes in, my brother and sister, the door gets closed, and there's no other way to get in it. A lot of people uh, may try to think of a way to get in it, because that's what people do now. You know, if the Bible says so, how can I change that? It's kind of what people are acting and behaving like. How do I change what the Bible says so? We, we don't need to change anything. And God has been in control for a long time. My brother, if we can call it a long time. Forever is the word. He knows exactly what he's doing. No one is going to cheat him. Because a lot of people think they're going to cheat. No, that's not, that's not possible. My brother and sister. But so what happened in the last day is 2 Corinthians 2.11. Let Satan to take an advantage over us. For we are ignorant of his devices. Being ignorant of the devil's devices gives the devil an advantage. If you don't know that the devil is using your iPhone to control your mind, as I was surprised in heaven, that is a big problem, my brother and sister. Because then he can't he can get away with so much. He can get away with so much when you don't know. The other... The Jewish Bible says so that we will not be taken an advantage by the adversary. For so we are quite aware of his scheme. And scheme of him finding the way to to do whatever he wants. And that's practically what he's doing with these devices. My brother insisted. He has found a loophole where he can, you know, do things with people or to people. Uh, the, the other Bible says so idea so that Satan will not win anything from us. We know well, very well, what his plans are. And that's the plan, you know, of the beast, of the of the Antichrist, which is the same plan of Satan, my brother and sister. The whole idea is that we don't want him to deceive us, mislead us, misguide us. That's not what God has called us to, to be any be listening to what the devil has to say or, 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 or fall into the plan, into the deceiving plan of the devil because he, he is very deceiving. And he has deceiving many, and many are falling into his deceiving plan. And that's not the will of God. He says, a further reason for forgiveness it is to keep from being outsmarted by Satan for so you know that he is trying to do. And so by having an iPhone in your pocket, in your purse, will get the devil a way to outsmart you. You know, maybe Jack has had a lot of information about this. But, you know, he contacted me on the air. That this, that's not the way to go. I don't know him. If he were to contact me differently through email, we get to know each other and talk on, on Skype or somewhere. And the Lord will give me testimony that he should be here then. But not, not this way, my brothers and sisters. We have to be careful. It has to come from the Lord. It cannot be men's plan. Because there are many plans that men have that we have to be very careful. This is out of the Bible, the message. The Bible says the focus, uh, let me see, forgiving and forgiving, the fact is, joining with your forgiveness, Christ, is what guiding us. And after all, we don't want the unwilling, giving Satan an opening the for mischief. We're not uh, obli- uh, oblivious of his slight ways. That's that that's a good translation there. You know, and, and being oblivious, it's having no idea what the devil is doing. And that's not what God wants us to be. God wants us to know, my brother and sister, and, and, and be aware and pray against it, pray for protection. And and it's not just grabbing your iPhone and laying hand on it. It's getting away from your life. Getting away because it's demonic, it's being used. It has the technology there that can get to your mind, that can manipulate your, your thoughts, your thinking. And that's where a lot of people are being manipulated. And, and they feel themselves so cold in relationship to their relationship with God. And the enemy is attacking them. It's making them sick and so much more through it. And they were wondering how, why this is happening. Well, you went yourself and bought yourself an iPhone. And now you're, you're going through all this. Well, God is giving you the opportunity to know now and, and to get rid of your iPhone. Get an older phone, even a flip phone, like the brother said. And and you just need it for communication anyway. If you need it for email, then also then get a phone where you can read your email. But don't have this latest, greatest phone. You don't need it because they have those in my control technology. And they will use it against you, okay? And... I was thinking about the Google Pencil 4, maybe it will be okay, because I have the 3. That, that might be a good phone, the other model, but then Google has developed well on this technology. So since I saw Android from heaven, but it, it, did, it was the one that I focused on, I had to find g though. Just be very careful of the devices that you will have, but I tell you something. And the moment you go ahead and change to one of those older phones, even flip phones, and then you come into prayer, you repent, you come into prayer, oh, Lord, are you going to go back to that closer relationship with God? And this is what it's all about. Coming closer to the Lord, coming closer to your relationship with the Lord, where you can go back into prayer. His presence is all over you, and He's leading you, and He's guiding you, and you hear His voice. You get to that closeness with the Lord. That's what the Lord wants us to be. Okay, I have now the the OnePlus Pro Seven. It's an older model, but it's a really good phone. Also, believe it's the one I have. It's a good phone. It's the OnePlus Pro 7, yeah. That's a good phone. It's an older model phone. And I had that one later on, and I'll tell you, it's different from that iPhone 11 that I had. Okay, no iPhone, no Samsung, none of these early phones that they started. Because they started the 5G back in the iPhone 12. iPhone 11 was still 4G. And still back in the iPhone 511, they started this mind-control technology. So it's just been a mess. It's been a mess. Okay? Jack, if you want to contact me through my email, okay, I apologize that I'm not able to put you on the air. I'm sure you probably have a lot of information, more than what I shared tonight, but it's better to communicate through email. And then once we get to know each other, amen, we can go ahead and, and you can go ahead and share with us the information. I know there's a lot of doctors, nurses, professionals that have a lot of good information. People of God, that God has given them a lot to share, okay? Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. And we can go ahead and, and you can email me to my email, and we can go ahead and talk, and we'll get to know each other, and praise the Lord. Uh, whatever other information, it will be great, because my uh, people perish for lack of knowledge, the word of God says, and God doesn't want us to perish. God wants us to know the truth, because the truth, okay, will, will set us free. It's what his word says. He doesn't want us to be ignorant of the devices of the devil, because that's what is being used in the last days. The devices of the devil, my brother and is what getting uh uh people in trouble with their relationship with God. And the regard is that it has mind control in it. My brother insisted. imagine me telling the angel in heaven, uh this mind control technology never worked in the past. Okay? Uh it 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 worked. It really it it worked and it's the mind control technology is dangerous, and we must be careful, it my brother and sister. The Lord has given Sister Celeste too, a lot of information in regard to what is coming and what's been happening. She, she did an audio today or yesterday, about an hour, a lot of good information. I'm going to go ahead and play in the last hour her information so you can see. Praise the Lord. Uh Jack, I don't know if you have a page or video or a link to your page that we can go ahead and look it up and and, and see your information. Thank you, Lord. I could not just bring you on because again, uh these messages the Lord gives to me and I have to share them and I cannot just stop sharing them to bring someone on. My brother, my sister. Thank you, Lord, because these these are information uh, are really important. People need to, uh, hallelujah, put away these devices that the devil is using against them. Again, I googled the, the devices, things that uh, are made adapted a for per, uh, particular purpose, especially pieces of mechanical and electronic devices, which is also means uh, on iPhone phones. Okay, then you got the, the neural link. Uh, devices, which now is going and taking it deeper into mind control, okay, which Elon Musk have brought this in, and and, and the FDA have approved this so quick, which a lot of people thought that, oh, the FDA is not going to approve it, because these things are just coming out. They're just working on them. They're, testing, they're still on the testing and And they said that the f d a have approved this is what I was able to find online uh, these elon Musk um um uh neural link chips brain chips memory chips to put into people's mind. My brother and my sister this is incredible that they're able to go ahead and 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 and, and get these things out so quickly. Without much research, resource and, and studying this and knowing what the effect will be, the side effect will be, because the side effect is what really uh, is concerning with the, with technology, with pills, with medication, because anything that is put inside your body can be dangerous, my brothers and sisters, okay, and we have to be careful with. It. Thank you, Lord.
3: Hello to, again. Um, And welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. If you're not following the Master's Voice, you've got many options. Just look in the description box below. That's just below the video where you can see the channel masthead or the channel photo. Just drop down that menu, and you'll be able to see so many platforms, audio and visual, where you can follow and stay up to date as I'm bringing forth the prophetic messages of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is a message that I received just yesterday. Today is November the 26th, 2023. I got this message before I fell asleep, so around 1 a.m. before I went to bed yesterday, November the 25th, 2023. And then when I woke up, that being Saturday, the Lord then gave me messages from about 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., Uh, As I was recording the dream that he gave me, writing down the meaning that he gave me, the Lord told me things before I slept and after I woke up. What is coming? So before I went to bed, the first thing that the Lord said between 1 and 2 a.m. was that arrest warrants are coming down the pipeline that will surprise everyone. And he said this very strongly. The Lord is the greatest proponent of justice that there is. Basically, it means that nobody loves justice more than Jesus Christ. Nobody loves right doing more than Jesus Christ. Nobody is more vested in the fact that when evil is done in secret, it must come out in public. Nobody else wants to see perpetrators and evildoers exposed and punished more than the Lord. This means, if you're listening to this prophecy, if you're listening to this broadcast, whether you're listening to to it in audio or you're watching me now by video, it means that you must key into one very big fact. Jesus is more just and Jesus is more righteous than people give him credit for. That's right. Human beings with all their failings, with all their faults, with all their fallenness, somehow keep getting it confused and thinking that they have the right to judge the Lord God, to judge the Lord Jesus Christ, to judge the Holy Spirit. And to count them unrighteous, this means less righteous than fallen man, by constantly complaining about how long it takes God to judge sin, constantly complaining about why doesn't God catch the perpetrators, and why is so-and-so getting away with it, and why is there so much dirt in the church. And what people don't understand is that God has his timing that has nothing to do with anyone else's opinion. God has his timing and he's not dependent on us as to how and when he will execute it. But the way that people impute unrighteousness to God, to impute unrighteousness to God means to literally look at him and attempt in your fallen ant state to critique him and share your views on who you think he is and whether he's fair or not, because this happened and it was never exposed and that happened and nobody cared. Understand that you live in a fallen world that is filled with fallen people that commit heinous crimes and acts against one another, ex-God. This means having nothing to do with God. God has nothing to do with the darkness or the fallenness of the human heart. That's all people giving in to the urges of the one who deceived all mankind in the garden. Again, that sin happened without God's involvement. That was by choice. And every sin after that has been by someone's choice. God has timing to judge sin. God is just. God sees all things. And so as he was bringing this message, I was half passing out with sleep. But even I was able to perceive how strongly he was giving me this message, telling me, Celestial, arrests are coming down the pipeline that are going to surprise everyone, and it's going to be the big names, he was saying. Big names will go down. Big names are going to show up in the press. They will be in the news in areas of government, money, this is finance, entertainment, and much more. People will be made to answer for their crimes officially not just in the public realm. So the Lord is saying that finally what hearts have been yearning for, what people have been clamoring for, usually complaining for, is going to start happening. Instead of it being the stooges, instead of it being the cat's paws, instead of it being the middle managers and the guys near the bottom, God says that instead of this just being... Scandals where people say, tonight, investigating the head of so-and-so, tonight, new data comes in about the head of so-and-so. It's actually going to be that they will go down, which means instead of just headlines that announce what they have done, and then we see them running away with their jackets over their head, or they're walking proudly into court with 16 lawyers because they know they're going to get away with it, the Lord is saying that the time is coming where they will go into the courtroom, and they will come out with shock outcomes. They will come out with convictions. They won't just get away with being publicly embarrassed or fines. He says that they will be made to answer for crimes officially and not just in the public realm, meaning that we're not just going to see spattered news news headlines and talk about it. And this would be a good time to mention the news headlines that dropped, I think it was just a week ago, in the entertainment sector concerning one of, the, one of the world's biggest entertainment producers and moguls who has called himself everything from Papa Smurf to Love to Diddy to Puff Daddy, the man's name is Sean Combs, and he is currently in the press being accused of heinous crimes that I'm not going to take the time to read in detail. And the reason I won't take the time to read his crimes in detail is because I was speaking of his crimes a year and a half ago by the Spirit of the Lord. The prophecy is called the Dirt of Hollywood Part 2, the Sodomy Ritual Part 2, a very difficult series of prophecies in which the Lord was showing me what they do in Hollywood and the entertainment music spaces. Some of the things that the Lord mentioned to me, which Christians who had a lot to say at that time felt wasn't necessary for the church to know why does the church need to know this god would not be talking about anyone's private business except that god is more just than the people who think they know everything because god knows that people are suffering behind their off-the-shoulder gowns and their 20 million dollar mansions god knows and god told me and i brought it out publicly that women are traded among multiple men in the entertainment world. This is what the Lord says, that in order to be a starlet, a woman who makes it to the top, whether in movies or music or other projects, you will be traded among men. And some of the names he mentioned were Beyonce, Jennifer Lawrence, and Cassie. And the exact words in the prophecy were, Cassie has suffered a lot. This is after detailing all the things they do to them, that they call them to rituals and they swap them among men, that they pass them around exactly the way prostitutes in a brothel have no say over who they will sleep with or what will happen to them during the process of that forced sexual encounter. And what I said was, as I was going through those very difficult prophecies, to all the naysayers who feel that God only wants to talk about um, what they want him to talk about. What I was saying is that it is laughable to think that the judge of the whole earth who sits up there and sees everything can be censured by mere human beings. You think that you can tell God what to talk about or you think that you can prove yourself wiser than him. By questioning, well, why would he want to talk about this? God wants to talk about it because it's evil. There's no such thing as evil off limits because it's evil with famous people. God wanted to talk to it, talk about it, to prove that he knows about it, to prove that he actually cares about it. And I said that the irony is this. When the Holy Spirit reveals these things by the spirit of prophecy, men push it away and reject it because they're proud and arrogant. But when it comes out in the New York Times, then everybody's mouth is open and everybody gets to pretend that it's the first time they're hearing it. And it was no mistake that the publication that broke this abuse was the New York Times. Because this is the arrogance of man. When God tells you something, you can't hear it because why would God? But when the New York Times tells you something, then the publication just flies off the shelves. Because this is the mindset of people today, even Christians. The secular, the secular world should lead the charge in truth. This is the accepted format. If the secular world tells you, that a tech mogul is corrupt, if the secular world tells you that someone is GMO poisoning the food, if the secular world tells you and confronts you with the fact that the entertainers that you love and revere and worship and look up to live just as low as dogs and barnyard animals that are bred animal to animal with no choice as to who they breed with, if the secular world tells you that, then you're on board. But when the Holy Spirit touches on the sordid mess of people's lives in the darkness, then so many people have something to say. And here we are, one and a half years later, a young woman plucking up her courage at last to speak of her abuse in such a wise way that now it's forever on the court records. Now it's forever captured in a medium that is publicly available online. And any 10-year-old can go and read it if they want. That's what God is going to do. It's no longer going to be the court of Twitter and the court of Facebook. It's no longer going to be rumors. The things that you have heard on this blog are going to be featuring in the top headlines. And then since you didn't want to listen to God when he was talking about it, then you can go read it from the news like seconds because that's the level of your faith god will prove the people who doubt his word even in small details about people that i do not know personally he will prove you wrong those who think that the world should lead the charge in truth you are wrong it will always be jesus christ who leads the charge in truth and he says that the wicked are going to be exposed they will have to answer for their crimes they're no longer going to be tried In the court of public opinion, that's what it means, the public realm. The public realm doesn't harm the wicked. They're sitting in billion-dollar mansions. They're flying around in jets. They don't fly coach or even commercial. They can't hear your $2 opinion on whether they're guilty or not. They have to be humbled to the level of the ordinary man. They have to be made to go through the court process, just like everybody else. And the Father is saying that they will. And he's saying that even the church will not be spared the scandal. This time, instead of confessions from pulpits, instead of empty emotional appeals to be forgiven so that the perpetrator stays relevant, the Lord says that pastors and other church leaders who commit crimes or who have their old crimes uncovered by witnesses and victims will be criminally charged. It will no longer be a church matter that will be settled privately with apologies, with community time off, or with money. I apologize. I had a moral failure. I was weak, but I have considered my actions. Jesus has forgiven me, and now I ask you to forgive me too. The end. That's how it used to be. So I'm in my bed, and I'm fighting sleep, and the Lord is speaking to me. And the words that are coming to my heart are the exact fake words that we always see in the church scandals. I'm sorry. I had a moral failure. Imagine, America can't even confess that I sinned. A pastor who preaches or should preach sin in a sermon cannot use the word sin. When he sins against others, when he gets involved with the male deacons or the female deaconesses, when he steps out on his wife, when he becomes caught up with drugs like some pastors do, he can't confess and say, I confess my sin, Psalm 32. My bones were withering away and I grew old, dried up when I would not confess my sin. Sin is the dirty word and yet it's the dirty word that dirties the church. That finds different terms for sin. I'm struggling. Oh, I have a weakness. And here, the word that pastors have popularized, or the phrase, should I say, moral failure. Here's the Lord giving the perfect backdrop of what people always say. I apologize. I have moral failure. I was weak, but I've had time to consider my actions. Jesus has forgiven me. They're always quick to throw that in there because that's the psychological warfare against the church. That's the manipulation to get the church to come on board quickly so that future questions, further questions cannot be asked, so that investigations cannot be raised. If pastor says that Jesus has forgiven him, then who are you to doubt the truth of his confession? Who are you to hold him hostage with your unforgiveness, your questions? If he says Jesus has forgiven him, you have no choice but to forgive him too, even if he is unrepentant. But God says that scandal is going to hit the church. And I've been saying this for years. You can go back and watch all the prophecies that are involved, involved with the church. God says that pastors will not be spared. Their dirt will be exposed too. So the old format was sin, not have moral failure, but sin. And then creep into the pulpit, either to try and get ahead of the scandal before it hits the news, or creep into the scandal once it hits the news, once it gets out, look like a hit dog, and then say that you're having a confession from the pulpit. And many Christians don't understand that the pulpit is a very important place. The pulpit is a place of power. The pulpit is a place of authority. The pulpit has a natural effect on us. It's high, it's raised, it's above us. And well, it should be because that's where God's appointed five-fold ministers stand. That is where we stand in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we are called, as we are anointed to carry this word in what's supposed to be wholly set apart vessels. Vessels that have been tried and tested. Vessels that have made sacrifices. You never stop making sacrifices. As a five-fold minister, it never stops being required of you to keep washing your robe, to keep checking yourself, to keep having people who will also check you, to tell you your heart is going a little gray, a little green, a little crusty. It never stops being required of us. So when we step into that place, that place of authority, We are under an anointing. We are under a calling. There is a responsibility of how we are stepping in there. And when people have been properly trained, I'm not speaking of this current generation of Christians. I'm just speaking abstractly of the people who knew. Most of them are old. They're 65 and over. People who have been properly trained in understanding how the body of Christ actually works. Principles of discipleship, principles of discipline. Principles of honor. Those things, those things are either dead, dying, on their way out. So I'm not talking of this current generation. That place is raised because it's a place of authority. So when the pastor goes up there, psychologically, no matter what he's done, no matter what you're starting to see on the blogs, no matter what's flying around in the gossip space, when he goes up there, there's a part of your heart that is honoring God By acknowledging him as still pastor. But then what's the quality of what he's bringing up there? If the pulpit is a place of natural honor and spiritual power. Then what is the recourse of the church? When a pretender goes up there. Someone who has not repented. But is not above using his position of authority. To bulldoze forgiveness out of the sheep. And let's not forget the narcissists, the ones who have not repented but will not use brute force and will not use some twisted scripture message to force forgiveness and to turn the eyes of the sheep from his wrongdoing and put it on the failings of the world. The world is fallen. I fell too. I'm right in sync with the times. And now let's go to the book of Haggai and hide there for a while. What about the narcissists who come out and preach to the people about their own sin for two and a half hours so that they feel they have no moral standing to doubt him or to look cross-eyed at him for what's on the little gossip spaces and things like that? The pulpit can be abused. It is being heavily abused, and that's why God says confessions from pulpits are not it. And they are not going to stand. You know what? You're going to be in the middle of that confession and the FBI are going to walk in and embarrass you and your church goers are going to forget about all that pastor business and those phones are going to come out exactly as I said. And you will be frog marched out of there. You will be frog marched out of there. And everybody's going to put it on Twitter and that's exactly where you need to be. And if anyone sends you this video by mistake, you will know that God is talking directly to you. In the middle of your lie. the cops are going to come in. And if anyone doubts it, you can go and watch the prophecy. It's not yet written down, but it has been made a video, I think, in the middle part of this year. It's called Peanut Butter. Peanut Butter. A tough one. In that prophecy, I saw that God had brought me to seat me with the others who had already been doing this work. And when I came in, I saw that the era had changed. All the glitz and the glamour had gone out of pastoring and leading. It was all gone. The dogs and the wolves of the generations past, hello, T.D. Jakes, Choice Meyer, Benny Hinn, and family. They had eaten all the cake. They had eaten up all the good of the soft era of Christianity when people opened their purses willingly and built up the house of God because they thought that they were doing something worthwhile. They thought that they were building the Lord's house, but they were just building the million-dollar jet portfolio and the 500 houses that are put under shelf companies and stacked secretly so that people will never know where the money goes. That era had soured Christianity And the stink of it, like cigarette smoke, was still in the room. And God showed me the vision. And when I got into the room, there were only three pastors there. A very old one, old school, who still kept his books in order, who still believed in holiness, sanctification, who still believed in sitting down and using the Bible to write his own sermon, wasn't going to sermon.com to get something on Saturday nights, 1159 p.m. And there were two other pastors and they were watching the fall of the pastors and i said that i was watching one was watching on a device maybe a tablet maybe a cell phone and the other one that was a big tv and i said i was astounded to see on the tv you could have almost called the channel that we were watching the channel where pastors get embarrassed and ashamed and taken to jail i said that i was seeing pastors standing there stark naked in cups and the fbi guy was fbi guys were standing there and going yeah So he's being arraigned for, and they were reading out the charges and leaving nothing out. They were answering the press. I said, I saw pastors stark naked, and the only little piece of dignity that they had is that their hands were cuffed, and they were holding their hands in front of them to preserve male modesty. And it was like paparazzi at its best. And the two pastors in the room were men who had stayed faithful to god but i could see that their hearts had been pricked according to what exactly i said at the beginning of this video how long it can sometimes seem that god is taking before he moves these men were shocked but at the same time they were happy in their hearts because they were saying finally at last at last they were pleased they were almost gleeful to see these wicked people falling. What were pastors going down for? Financial fraud, stealing, cooking the books. Joyce Meyer, the Lord says that you will be exposed for the fact that you do this. You will be exposed. They've audited you before and you got away with it. You're an oily lady. They will catch you for cooking the books. TBN will go down because they're broke. Almost 50 years or perhaps more It's not accurate, the time that they've been in. I don't know exactly. TBN has been in business, and a business it is, for years. But God says you will go completely broke. Potter's house, you will follow. That place will be turned into a mall or some other recreational center. I have brought out all these messages. I leave nothing out because God must be vindicated in the earth. Christians love to follow popularity they love to follow big names you will sit out there and the people you have been arguing for when i have been bringing out the prophetic word of the lord you've been defending them oh she's trying to be relevant relevant with slime how is this possible how can i be relevant with freemasons how can i be relevant with satanic with satanic people satanists ritualists sacrificers Occultists, people who curse the sanctuary on Saturday nights and then people come in and they fall under the oppressive spells of the devil. How can somebody that God took aside and hid for his portion, you never knew I was breathing air until God was ready to reveal me four years ago. How can I want to seek relevance with people who are on their way out, some of them to the grave? What an odd way to make a name. No, this is the truth. Peanut butter. The prophecy where I saw pastors go down for financial fraud, just as I had been saying previously to that prophecy, that they will be caught for fraud and their churches will be shut and their members will be scattered. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. All you members that have pastors that are stealing money, you're going to go and fellowship with the sister churches and the brother churches of that ministry or wherever you can go. So if you can smell it in the wind, it's best to start seeking God now for where you're going because you will surely go. These churches will be turned into malls, sports centers. They will be empty. God would rather have them empty than you sitting in there like goats while they play badminton with your mind and your soul, corrupting you and sacrificing you in the spirit, enriching themselves at your loss, at your cost, at your ignorance, and also in some cases at your stubborn insistence to support what is clearly fallen, but you think you know better than God. But God is more merciful and he loves you more than you deserve. And that is why he will pluck you out of these defiled places, masquerading as churches and shut them down. He would rather they have a Models in there. He would rather these kids be buying sneakers on sale than you going in there and playing church, a parody of righteousness. Pastors will go down for murder. Because not only do they commit spiritual sacrifice, they kill their members. God says that there are pastors who are embroiled in scandals. They have killed to keep secrets quiet. And some of those secrets is the fact that they are gay as Sunday picnics. They have killed to stop that information coming out, that they like and prefer men. Pastors have paid for murder. Pastors have physically committed murder. Like the old man who was caught, I think he's 83 years old, killed the little daughter of a family friend who was also a pastor. And for decades, those people have been grieving that little girl only to find him now, old, rusty, and decrepit. Robbed that family of a baby and thought he was going to actually go to wherever because it surely wasn't heaven with that crime uncovered. They caught him and they will catch many more of you. They will find the secret documents that you killed to protect. And as you do time for it, you will ask yourself, if, if protecting a piece of land, the land you wanted to build the church on, you will ask yourself, if protecting that piece of land or protecting your homosexual urges that you could not confess to the Lord because they were too much for you, and then you indulged them, got caught, got it on tape, you were willing to take life to hide that. You are willing to hide your pedophilia under the knife of murder, the gun of murder. It will come out. Pastors, you are not exempt from the judgment of the Lord because the Lord is just. Why should he favor you and hide your sin and allow the Bitcoin people or the movie people To go to court and have themselves exposed, the reason that the pastors were stark naked in that prophecy, in the dream that I had, is because they won't spare the details. That's what happens when the details are not spared. Everything will be exposed. And the thing about court documents is you win on the basis of minutia. Minutia is every single tiny little line, every detail, every hair that you remember Court documents can be excruciating. Ask Mr. Sean Combs. He settled his lawsuit in one day. They can be excruciating. They say everything. They leave you naked. That's why the pastors will be naked. God says it will not be formulaic confession anymore. You're not just going to come up with the crocodile tears and the soft voice telling us how you struggled. He says your old crimes will come out uncovered by the witnesses. So the people who actually suffered are going to talk like that young lady who went up to the pastor as he was preaching and began to shout her abuse, how he raped her on the floor of her office, of his office at the church, the sanctuary, the house of God, when she was only 16. And it took her, she came when when she was in either her 20s or her 30s, when she finally got married, married, it took her that long to find the courage to find her voice to come and accuse him. But how did that saga end? Church of Jesus Christ here in America, how did that story end in middle America? Was the pastor castigated? There was some yelling. How could you do that, pastor? But before you know it, he switched on the charm, and he began to tell them about his moral failure. And the way that situation of confrontation ended is that the young woman and her husband left without so much as a hug from anyone, and the church gathered around the pastors to hug him and to tell him it's all right, pastor. We're with you. Lymphocytes. Lymphocytes that have lost their function. A lymphocyte is a white blood cell. The work of a lymphocyte, this word was given to me in the prophecy that is called sympathizers of sin. That is one of the most accurate messages the Holy Spirit has ever given me. If you've never watched it, you should go and watch it. Sympathizers of sin. A lymphocyte is a white blood cell. And God's intention of our white blood cells is to identify viruses and kill them. So the white blood cell is instinctively created, divinely designed to identify what does not belong in the body and strike it in unison until it dies. The work of the white blood cell is to eliminate a virus from the midst so that we as the body does not sicken. But God says that his church today are broken lymphocytes. They surround the virus and protect it. They surround the virus of sin dwelling in our midst and love on it and tell it, you're all right. We're all human, false prophet. We all miss it sometimes, midway, sometimes, a lot of times, all the times. We all make videos that become more and more irrelevant as the years pass. And it becomes clear that Jeremiah was right. That the false prophets make prophecies that don't happen, but they hope that God will cause it to come to pass. That's all right, rapist pastor. You were under pressure. Who of us doesn't lust after a 16-year-old body? That church embarrassed itself, but it also shamed and angered the Lord. And that's the kind of thing that God will not tolerate anymore. You go touching on children, It will come out, your entire stash will be found, and by the grace of God, may the rest of your life be under the jail. It will no longer be a church matter that will be settled privately. No apologies, no community time off. Isn't that what they love? I'm stepping down momentarily. It's just an act of subterfuge. I need to take time away with the Lord. I need to, I need to, you need to repent, sir, ma'am. You need to stop lying to yourself, first of all, because you are unrehabilitated, Mr. John Gray. You are not changed. This is a name God has been bringing up. In the last two weeks, the Lord keeps bringing up this man's name. And in the prophecy, the end of the way of the wicked, it's either the end of the way of the wicked, that was part one, and the prophecy that came right after it is called The way of the wicked is darkness and thorns. That man, John Gray, was mentioned by the Lord. And the the Lord says that the man is an unrehabilitated addict, that he's unrepentant So all those lives that he makes. Family, family, I was a broken young man. My inner child, his inner child loves to sleep with women who are not his wife body of christ you will hear the truth today if i have to stay up at 2 a.m we will discuss this line by line and precept by precept for this too is the word of the lord unrehabilitated that means that you they can put themselves on time out for three weeks three months it's never a long enough time to rebuild the whole man and that's because they have a lust for relevance another thing that the holy spirit is speaking to they confess and make empty emotional appeals to be forgiven so that the perpetrator, perpetrator is the word we use for criminals, by the way, it's the one who commits foul acts, criminal acts, evil acts. It is a criminal act to sleep with a minor and then think that it has, it's only a forgiveness issue. No, sir, it is a crime. You are a rapist and a pedophile. That's two counts. Forgiveness is a secondary matter after you get charged for the crimes. But these people cry on stage. They make empty emotional appeals to be forgiven, and God says they do it to stay relevant. If you don't appear to be sorry in this emotional victim culture age, how do you expect to get your church slaves defending you in all the blogs? He didn't mean it. He said he was sorry. Pastor Boggins is a good man. He's a good man. Is this not the same prophecy that I brought in 2022 where God says that after these children are assaulted or after these women are assaulted, tricked, assaulted, get pregnant, forced to abort a baby for their pastor. That a few deacons will get together, a few deaconesses, a couple elders, one or two old ladies in there to really round out the posse. And then he says they go to the victim's house and they sit there rocking back and forth. Think of the church. Think of what it will do to the community. They go and they manipulate and they play mind games on someone who has already been hurt and harmed. And then they go and further hurt that person and subject them to a lifetime of silence to growing rage as they watch, who as they watch the perp stand on stage. This is my wife and my children, a godly example of the family. Those people come to hate church. By extension, those people come to hate Christians. And why shouldn't they? With so much falsehood, And broken, broken lymphocytes in the church, sympathizers of sin, when the truth is spoken, they hate the truth speaker. They hate the voice trumpeting about dirt done in the dark. And that's because the things you defend are a reflection of your own sick heart. I've always said, if you are a Christian and people bring up big ticket items, Like homosexuality, like abortion, like whether it's possible for a woman to become a man because she calls herself Dave and takes some hormones. If you are found on any side of the fence that isn't Jesus's side of the fence, you're not defending that issue because of you think the issue is right. You're defending that issue because of an abnormality in your heart. Your very inside is twisted already. You're already a victim of Romans chapter 1, verses 18, all the way to 32. You're already a broken toy that just makes a grinding noise. So no one can actually expect you to have a righteous perspective because you yourself are not righteous. So the only thing that you can do is defend unrighteousness. Because unrighteousness is brokenness of sin before the Lord. And you who defend it, you're broken too. And that is why Romans chapter one and verse thirty-two is one of the best verses on earth, because all the verses list all the sins, but Romans thirty-two just wraps it up. One thirty-two, it wraps it up so neatly, and it tells you that this long list is the list of the perps, the sinners. But verse thirty-two is for you that defend the sin and attempts to call unrighteousness righteousness, darkness light, evil good, salt sweet, you that twist and pervert reality, you are as much a sinner as the rest and that's why God says you know that the sins that they have committed are deserving of death but you defend them and so you will be part of the judgment that they receive that, that's one of the most perfect verses in scripture succinct if a murderer is committed and you try to find reasons that the murderer took that life, when he gets his sentence, you're going to be shocked to hear your name read out as one of the defendants. Because you and he, killer and defender of the killer, are one in the courts of heaven. If nobody preached that to you on a Sunday, it's worth a look. Criminal charges are coming. Evidence uncovered by witnesses, people who saw it happened, people who were threatened to keep hush, and the victims, people it happened to. And God says we're not going into the era of criminal charges. It will no longer be a private church matter that you can apologize for. You can say, I'll take community time off. They stepped down, but they're back like a yo-yo. John Gray was back like a yo-yo. Chris Hill was back like a yo-yo. They all come back like a yo-yo because the pulpit makes people punch drunk. They hunger and they lust for the relevance. And that mushroom fungus inside them is not healed. And that's why we constantly keep seeing them back in the gossip blogs. And God says money won't hush it either. No longer, says the Lord, you are wicked and unrepentant you play on public sympathy but you forget that there is a judge in heaven who sees the desires of your heart therefore you will be exposed condemned and forced to face criminal trials to answer for what you have done those who sin against the Lord's people will be going to jail just like everybody else who commits crimes and in terms of who will go to jail and why they will go to jail What y'all told me is that he has saved the best for last. So normally, the money-stealing people in the banking world don't go to jail. The people who caused 2008 didn't go to jail. Rupert Murdoch was an anomaly, a glitch, almost a mistake of the U.S. criminal justice system. Because guys that high up don't go to jail, they get rich lawyers, they fandangle, and then they walk free, and they go and sit on their private island, and they have a low profile for a couple of years, and then they're back with another hedge fund, this time with their son at the forefront, and with them at the back still doing exactly what they did before. There's no justice in the U.S. criminal justice system. It's a bought-out system. It's a bribed-out system. Anybody who walks in there hoping to find justice, you better be walking in there with Jesus as your lawyer and then the real lawyer as your backup. And it's getting more and more defunct and more and more decrepit and more and more hilarious. And New Yorkers will tell you that with the recent overturning of the camp law. And I watch these things and I just wonder, what do people expect? What do you think the purpose of the prophecies are really for? If God says that camps will exist, who and what law is going to stop those camps existing? The Father has spoken that the camps are the punishment and that many people are going to end their days in them. And that's final That means that from the time he spoke it, when I spoke it in the prophecy disease and decay in America in 2021, that I saw the government rise and create horrifyingly stringent camps because they were horrifyingly stringent disease. COVID-19 is just what people know for now. I said that the rise of the fatal bumps, those diseases that don't have names, those diseases that the Lord simply told me are called, these are pandemic, sist, pandemic sicknesses, Celestial. They will be called pandemic sicknesses because of how fast they spread, because of how toxic and virulent they are, how easy they will be to catch, and how much life will be lost. And the government's going to see that and get on top of that. And they are going to. If you think what happened in Asia was something, those stringent methods of isolation, seek out, catch, drag from the house. If you thought, my goodness, if you saw that, if you were even bothering to care about those people, Thanksgiving 2019, when those videos were coming out, few outlets were covering those atrocities and people thought it can never happen here, but it will It is prophecy. So that means the show and the progress and the pattern and the road to get there is just the inevitable dragging of human feet. Because people really think that if we only get together and we vote the right way and we get the wrong people out and we appeal and we roll the stone, You roll the stone and the stone is going to roll right back on you because the word of God, the prophetic messages of the Lord, is a crushing stone. And so whoever tries to roll that stone, it will roll right back on you. So smart people seeing the stone rolling back will simply move right out of its way. If they appeal and win now, they'll just roll it out another way. And if they appeal here and defeat it, Like whack-a-mole, it will pop up in another state where it will not be defeated. And that's because the prophetic word did not say that I saw the government take stringent measures in New York State. I said this nation became riddled with unknown, dangerous, virulent diseases, even diseases of old. And the whole place was locked down. And the government practiced cold-hearted isolationist measures to get ahead of those sicknesses. So the camp doesn't have to start here. Start starting good old Wichita. could start in Florida where they think nothing can ever happen to them. It can start anywhere as long as it starts because all they need is a precedent. Don't they? All they need is a win somewhere and then whoever tries to go to court to fight it You can always be overturned by bought-out judges, sold-out beast system judges in a corrupt system who will tell you, according to Peterson, Peterson versus the state of Texas, you don't have moral standing. This is established law. They don't need a New York win. Any win will do. Because God has spoken it. And it will come. And wise people who know that the word of God is the word of God will move out of its way. And so, God says that he has saved the best for last, the biggest names for last, in terms of who will go to jail and why they go to jail. He has kept the most shocking reveals. So people complain, God is not just. This person got away with it. That person got away with it. The Bible says that wicked people are storing up wrath for the day of judgment. That means that the names you wanted to see in the 80s and the 90s, unless they died, in which case they've stored up the worst wrath. If they died with those sins upon them, that's the worst wrath. That's eternally out of the presence of God. That's judgment. That's hell. That's no holds barred. That's forever separation with God. That's the worst wrath. But even if they're old and they're still alive, they'll catch them because God is just and he won't leave any stone unturned, especially to people who have been sexually victimized, sexually hurt, This thing is a very important thing. I'm not talking to fornicators because they don't know how to value what they have. They're just out there treating pounds like pennies. I'm talking to people who have this kind of thing forced upon them, whether by pastors, whether by your rich boss, whether by the female managers who manipulate the young men and get them to do these kinds of things. This was in one of the live prophecies to my shock. God talking about female managers who leverage their position to basically rape the young men, force and corner them into relationships that they don't necessarily want to have. And God said some of them do, but some of them don't. But a man can be put in jeopardy of his job, his position, just as easily as a woman. This is if you come outside the fever dream of the the feminine brain, the feminist brain, and you just think like a normal person. Everybody wants to keep their employment. Everybody wants to protect their job. But God was saying that there's a whole hierarchy of high-ranking women inviting these young men out to inappropriate dinners and charging it to the company card, making them propositions, promoting them through sex. This thing has been weaponized across the world. And in this nation, it's no different and that is why i had to trudge my way through the sodomy series because god was looking at africa he was looking at west africa east africa he was looking at africa and how it is being defiled by men propositioning men in order for a man to finally have his first job he commits that act he thinks it's over and then three months later You're getting a private email telling you, oh, my brother is going to be in town. We want you to drop by the house. And then this person realizes with a sinking feeling, I haven't had a job in six years. I got this job. I thought I had put the method of how I got the job behind me. But now this man, this young man, even a middle-aged man who's desperate for work to feed his family. God was showing me how these politicians, these musicians. These high-ranking people will keep pulling you into that net until eventually God says they will go gay. They will go gay. That's what he said. Because this act is so demonic that if you break the gates of a person's soul like that, male or female, this is what God was saying they do to the stars. If you break the gates of a person's soul like that, eventually... There's no buffer. There's no protection. He says the men will prefer men. And isn't this what was in the four-part series, Prophecy, the reprobates arising in America, where God, I saw the thing and I said, no, it can't be. I can be quite adamant even in my dreams. I was like, this is not real. I was yelling in the street. I said, this is not real. And God, you need to make it stop right now. Everybody was gay. Everybody except the parrots and the cockatoos. The cockatoos. Everyone was gay. Man with man, woman with woman, trans with trans, and back again. I was traumatized. I was basically like a child saying to him, fix it. Fix it. It can't be real. It can't be everyone. And I was speaking by the Spirit recently in a video where I said that the fallenness is going to continue. A man, an older man, you will know that man, I said. 65, an older man has brought four kids into this world, and then he will come out and he will tell you, oh, I was confused all along. I'm actually a uh, non-binary, non-transitory, mostly gay. few days later, well-known Well-known comedian, Wayne Brady, comes out and tells the world he's Pan. Not Peter Pan. Pan just means open to sleep with everyone, but the realization that God put on my heart when that thing was once again trending where in the news, where the fallen Christians prefer to get truth. What God put in my heart was, he said to me, Celestial, this man has been married he is the father of at least one child. Apparently, this man has one daughter. He says, when you come out and say, oh, I'm Pan, women were not off the table for you. That only leaves one other sex that you could not have access to that you can now reach into. Men. Men. It's a distressing time that we live in. But what's more distressing is that the people who form the gate, the buffer wall, are out of alignment. They are out of their respectable position. They are out of proper placement. And it is a shame. And until it is corrected, messages like this will not cease. God will have to bring the justice divinely because he can't count on the church of Jesus Christ to pray for the justice. I bet that even as this young woman brought out her story, it is more a subject of chitter chatter than it is to actually band together. You young women could have easily been a victim like this. This doesn't only happen to the rich and famous. It happens all the way down the tiers. It happens to babies. But did anybody pray for her? Did anybody pray for her justice? Did anybody pray so that this matter will move out of the realm of a civil suit and into the realm of a criminal accusation? Where the state steps in and says, well, Mr. Combs, we don't care if you paid money for a settlement. You actually actually committed crimes. You committed crimes we're taking it up from here whether you gave her money or not that's a civil issue we're actually charging you with crimes does the church pray or does the church just click 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 voyeurs, just like the world what a shame what a shame the times that we're in the lord says arrest warrants will be issued for the biggest names across all spectrums sports i have a prophecy i haven't made it yet you that like being the available groupies of the NFL stars, NASCAR stars, basketball stars, some of those men are not right. Some of those men are modified. Some of those men are not really full people. And others of those men, because of the lifestyles that they live, God showed me that they will be open up to very, extremely destroying and violent spirits. And when you volunteer to go back to the hotel room with them, you will regret it like you have never regretted anything in your life. And I'm going to tell you bluntly, the word the Lord used in that dream was torn. You will be torn torn, you will be a battered wreck that the front desk is actually going to have to participate in hiding. The front desk is going to have to help those criminal young men to hide you because of what they will do to you, male and female. And the Lord showed me, and I wrote it down. It is on my blog. The Lord showed me that those of you who managed to leave that hotel room alive he said for the rest of your life you will never want another sexual interaction with anyone you will never want anyone to touch you that's how bad your trauma will be because you lack wisdom you lack discernment but you also lack respect for the ways of god i'm going to keep this prophecy separate because this prophecy has many, many, many parts, but the Holy Spirit is bringing out things that he has been putting upon me, but lack of time has prevented me from coming and making these prophecies. And on top of that, they are not issues that I can say, I am writing this down because the Lord has declared this and this and this. This is just dialogue from the Lord, dialogue that has been, he's been bringing to me. It's not a prophecy that I can open the Lord's blog and come and write it down to say that people who are not rehabilitated, people who still have that inner lust, and the name is John Gray. You will see that man again in the press. You will see him who always claims that it's his inner pain. It's his inner pain that makes him to sin. It's his inner lust. That lust has not been healed. That lust has not been confessed. It has never been confessed. It has never been laid down at the foot of the cross. And the Lord says he will even judge his wife. Why? For accepting it. She's an accessory to the crime. She's his own lymphocyte, his personal lymphocyte. He says he will judge them both. Him because he is unrepentant and her because she's an enabler. But then the crowd out there will be like, no, but she's hurt. Celestial, I think you just don't understand. It's you who don't understand because your Bible is dusty. You read from the Bible of your own thoughts. My purple Bible is battered. I've only had it since 2016, and it looks like it's done 10 tours in Vietnam. You don't read your Bible, so you don't know the heart of God. You don't know his will. You think his will is the church of you. You're not trained and you're not submissive to the truth. You go and drink from the fountain of popular culture. Victim culture, allied culture, let's love the sinner culture. In the church of Jesus Christ, the love for the sinner is not contingent. We are told to love our fellow man. But at the same time, we also see that Achan was separated from the rest of the church and stoned. And don't come with that Old Testament thing. The Old Testament contains very graphic pictures of the justice of God and the the sickness of the modern church is to think that the justice of God died on the cross with Jesus Christ. You are so wrong. Jesus Christ died on the cross to delay the justice that was owed to each and every one of us. But if we abuse that grace, if we think That the flowing of that blood meant that it's open season on fornication, which I'm going to touch on next. There remains no more sacrifice for sin. Justice will come. And so, I will add two things here. One of those things is this. So, warning to young people. The Lord has been bringing up this warning for a while now. And like I said, when the Lord brings these things, I, I regard them in my heart. I keep them in my heart. Father, I've heard you. And as the Spirit leads, as I'm bringing out these prophecies, I will, I will bring it in. This is the perfect one to bring it in. Reluctant Christians, the people I just spoke about five seconds ago, you think that Jesus' death on the cross means that it's open season on sin. Young people especially The Lord says that your funerals are near. Go and say it on TikTok. Go and say it on Instagram. She's judging us. She's cursing us. I have no interest in those things. Words are very powerful. They need to be managed. They're very powerful. And the word of the Lord to you is this. Unrepentant sinner, especially the young people, your funerals are near and the way god brought this message is that he prefaced it with one of the visions that i mentioned when i was doing the young people prophecies when the lord shocked this skin off me by showing me what young people do i knew that young people are disrespectful i knew that they are rebellious I knew that they are lovers of themselves. I knew that they lie, that they steal, that they fornicate. What I didn't know are things like they drug one of them, and then 10 people sleep with that person. I didn't know that something called a running train exists. To drug a person... And then use that person and tape that person and then share the video at school and cause that person to probably want to commit suicide or probably need to go into witness protection or probably have to uproot a family because the child simply cannot live in that town anymore. The child cannot have a normal life in that town. Force them to move across the country to give their baby a new life as new as she can possibly get after going through trauma like that. I did not know until... I did not know that young people are live streaming themselves in 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 their own homes using the internet that their parents pay for on these porn sites such as OnlyFans. I had never heard that word in my life until someone who is too young to know about it told me But Auntie don't you know about this? There are many things I did not know. But in that prophecy as I was going through the shock of learning, and then as I was beautifully bringing out what God was saying, I saw a vision, and this vision has been coming back to me steadily, steadily, steadily over the last, I would say, six or seven days. And whenever that is coming from the wide panorama of all the visions that I've seen, all the dreams that I have dreamt over these last 11 years, when something just pops up, and just begins to promote itself and lift itself up, then I know God is putting his finger on this thing. And soon this thing is going to come into, it's going to snap into peace like a puzzle piece. It's going to snap into place. It's going to become relevant. And the vision that I saw is the one where I was prophesying and I was saying, young people, you want to keep holding on to sin. You're going to let it go through a funeral. And here's the pity I said, there'll be five of you, same sin, almost like roulette. So nobody on this end of the world will be able to answer why the five of you do the same thing. The five of you are the masturbation bros. The five of you are the, the drug kingpins. You're either selling it to some people at school or you all buy it and sit and get high together in a group and then compare your trippy experiences. The five of you go around pretending to women that you care about them, sleeping with them. This could be 25, 28 year olds. They're not exempt. Declaring love to get sex. Ghost the person. Get together after a month. How many did you get, bro? How many did you get, bro? Five of you, the same sin. Nobody worse, nobody better. The same sin. I saw a funeral. That's the vision that God has been bringing back to me. I saw a funeral, young people, five friends, five boys, all different ethnicities standing together. One of them died. As his coffin was going down into the ground, All the other boys were standing and their hands were bunched up, the four who were living. As the thing, the button that they pressed, that final goodbye, as it began to go into the ground, I saw the other four hands open and drop. And I said, what a pity. What a pity to be forced to drop your sin because of death. And here's the kicker. You, the one who dies, you won't get a do-over. I said, you will be the testimony that saves your friends you will be the revival that saves your friends when you die the rest of them will find jesus christ the only problem is that you'll be dead cut off a tree hacked off before it's time right at the roof at the roots, the axe will be set to the roots of the trees because some of you are so stubborn you really think that god is your butler You think he's going to stand around and wait on you the way the waiter does in a really good restaurant. He will show you different. America, you will let go. Nations of the world, you will let go of this reckless love doctrine. Whoever taught you this poison, that there's no door he won't kick down, there's no river he won't swim in to get you. You will understand what it is meant by judgment is waiting, that wrath is abiding. That it's the end times. You will understand what it means when it says, come out of Babylon. It doesn't mean run and get your passport first. It means separate yourself from all the sins of Babylon. And the sins of Babylon are international, global. There's no nation without trans now. We just need to see them out in the Sahara Desert and then we can call it a day. There's no nation without abortion. There's no nation without pedophilia there's no nation without rituals. And Americans would like to argue, we didn't teach them all that. You popularized it. You put it in the movies. You're the one who's popularized all the filthy song lyrics. How dare you try to say that it's not you. I'm not accusing you falsely. I'm right lining up with Scripture, Revelation 18. If there was filth, you brought filth on stage and dressed it up and handed it award after award and praised it and said you're all right filth. You step right on in, your family. The Lord told me to tell you that your funerals are coming. What a pity. What a pity. What a shame. Someone will learn the lesson and that person will go into the ground and then the remaining people will learn what we call the moral of the story. Someone will become the lesson. Keep fornicating. You will become the lesson. You will become the module what not to do with a God who is coming to bring righteousness back to the earth and teach us obedience by the things that we will suffer. That will be the name of the class. Some people will not graduate from that class, but everybody else who escapes as through fire, those will be the evangelists of the end times, ready to talk to anybody on the train about Jesus. I thought that they dropped the sin. When the other friend went into the ground, his sin took him out, so he didn't get a chance to open his hand. The remaining four bros... They opened their hand, and they dropped the sin. You will drop sin and become justified, not even because you wanted to. And the Bible has stories for people like that. Two names coming to me right now, Nebuchadnezzar and Jonah. After they went through the school of don't mess with God, they came out completely different men. So they got the lesson, and they also lived to get the moral of the story. But Nebuchadnezzar also got the lesson, and his son died, so he didn't get to get the moral of the story. And that's because some people are stubborn. And some people will hear all this and say, I just think she's too hard, and I just think she's this. And and what you think has no bearing on the words that I'm saying, because the words that I'm speaking, they are spirit and they are life. And I know that there are people who will already testify and say, it already happened to me. I saw something happen to my to my cousin, and I, I'm not trying to go out that way. The second thing that I must say, because the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night to tell me this. So I was asleep. And he woke me up to tell me this. And this is to people who fornicate. The Lord told me to tell you, that if you are someone who has been coming here for any length of time and you've been hearing his messages and you've been hearing his truth and you've been hearing the prophecy and you've been hearing that Russia will come and take away people who fornicate and people who commit sexual immorality and people who trance. The Lord says that if you are a person of sexual immorality and you have been listening to the prophecies of the master's voice and still going to fornicate, he told me to tell you to leave this place. I'm just going to close my ears to all the people. Jesus didn't drive anyone away. Jesus often walked away from people. Go read your Bible. The Lord told me to tell you that you are abusing grace. He told me to tell you that you are abusing mercy. The Bible says that today, today, that means whichever day you started listening here, Today, if you hear my voice, do not harden your heart as they did in the rebellion. I think that's Hebrews 3. It also goes on to say how they angered God with their hard heartedness. Because they saw all the works that he had worked for their fathers in the desert. And it was still not enough for them. They could not obey. They saw everything that he did to bring them out of captivity to bring them, draw, draw them to himself. They saw him fight Pharaoh to free them. And then when he brought them out to the wilderness, they became calcified like bone, hard like bone, stubborn, rebellious in their heart. They heard him speaking through Moses, but they thought, what's a Moses? What's a prophet? What's a... And he says that he swore that they would never enter his rest. And that their carcasses, this is their dead bodies that then rotted, just like a deer that you shoot at a hundred yards in the forest. Their carcasses dropped. God loved those people and he sat there for 40 years and conducted all their funerals, right? That's old Ebenezer, 109. He watched them all perish until the last one was dead until only joshua and caleb were the only two old people plus moses and then he said to moses you've gone around the mountain long enough turn and enter the promised land it is a deadly thing to mistake god it is a deadly thing to grow up in a theology that tells you that the god from the first half of the bible handed over his power to some other person in the second half and he's not the same person when he says That I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am the Lord. I change not. This is what he says about himself. But then American theology says, no, 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 no. He's not like that anymore. God said to tell you fornicator that come here and have heard the entire sin series. So you watched it from the beginning. You watched all the videos where he's talking about sexual immorality. How it is an affront to him. It is an insult to God to misuse your temple, to indulge your desires, to put the word of God behind your back and sink to your baser nature, whether it's looking at porn, whether it's lusting after women, lusting after men, whether it's pleasuring yourself, whether it's a secret fetish, you're wearing male boxers, but you're a woman because you're, you're, you're starting unknown to you. you. You claim it's comfortable, but you are already opening the door for your trans journey that we will suddenly see pop up on your Instagram without warning one day, because that's how it starts. The prophecy for that is called stay true to your own gender. Stay true to your own gender, a prophecy all the way from 2018 where God shows me that a little crack is all the devil needs to widen it to the Grand Canyon. And you will go gay or go trans or I don't know if it's possible to be both, but you'll definitely won't be yourself. If you have been hearing the word of the Lord to come out of fornication, To stop having affairs if you are married. To stop sleeping around if you are a widower or a widow, divorced. If you have been hearing God say, be holy as I am holy, and you have continued to defy him. I don't know what she's talking about. I think that this is just too tough. It's harder than she thinks. If you think that there's a standard for you and then a standard for everybody else, the Lord told me to tell you to depart this place. And I'm not in a position to know if he's telling you to depart this place, because if you continue to stay here and defy the truth of the word of God, he may strike you. Or if he's simply saying away from me, out of my presence, go To the life you are choosing, the father you are acknowledging, the father not of faith but of flesh, Satan, Lucifer, the devil. I'm not one for conjecture. I'm one for raw truth as it is given to me. The Lord told me to tell you to get off this place because you are defiant in your sin. Go away. When you humble yourself, when you confess your sin. When you subject your flesh, when you crucify your lusts, when you sit in your house and fast those incubus and succubus off your back. When your skin isn't itching like a junkie for a late night hookup. And you actually want to hear what the word of the Lord is for people who want to know what is on God's mind. Then come back. But as long as you are rolling around in those bedsheets, God told me to tell you. He said, tell them, I said, depart this place. So that means that you have now heard what the Lord has instructed me to tell you. And that means that if you keep up that life and you come back here, you are not only proving what the Father has said, that you are defiant against grace. Mercy, him giving you time to work through it, him giving you time to cry out. But now you now come back because you're like, it's the internet. She can't stop it. Then you're forgetting the spiritual aspect of all things. You're forgetting that I don't know you and that I can't see you. But somebody does know you and watches you 24-7. Jesus CCTV. You're now stepping into that place where you want to be a Pharaoh. And Pharaohs always have interesting endings it's it's always the same ending no matter how it happens the bible has a ton of pharaoh endings there were many many defiant people but they all ended one way because if there's one thing god will always offer all clients it's justice equality and consistency he is consistent that is what gives us that is what is supposed to give us room to trust him He's always consistent. What he did for people in the Old Testament he will, and what he did for people in the New Testament, he will do for you now. You can trust him. He always delivers. He's always the same. He doesn't change. He loved them. He loved us. He cared for them. He will care for us. He will care for us even into the camps and beyond whatever the camps contain. But should you defy the living God? Well, Pharaoh's story is there for reference. This prophecy, I will call this a part one. The name of the prophecy will be put on it when I bring it up. This is only the first part. This is the part that the Lord gave me between 1 to 2 a.m. on November twenty fifth, 2023, And because it is dealing with justice, it is dealing with God judging righteously, as he says he will in Psalm 9, that he will answer and he will remember blood especially shed. Righteousness is its own reward. So I will call this a part one and part two of the prophecy will be made because it is very interesting, the very detailed dream that the Lord gave me and that would be a little bit lengthy because I'm not going to leave anything out and so in good conscience, I will not attach it to this part. This part literally can stand on its own. So until I see you again, the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you and may every heart, may every heart have heard all That I have said. Because during this prophecy, you have heard all the prophecies. You have heard the names of the prophecies that I have been giving to back up what I am saying. God is not going to tolerate the whitewashing of sin in the church anymore And since the church, to its shame, since the church is not able to identify sinners in our midst, you don't understand the righteousness of God's process in identifying sin. People today are so corrupt. You are so corrupt, many of you. Satan has worked on your mind so much that you actually think that the process of identifying sin is judging. Don't judge others. We are condemning the sin because sin has eternally been a poison in our midst. The justification of those who protect sin will always say, you will always find out when the next gospel singer comes out gay. At least he's living his truth. Are we saved to live our truth? Is there any mention of our truth from the beginning to the end of the Bible? Aren't we told That our hearts are so deceiving that it's possible for us to walk around fools about our own truth? Can the truth of human beings ever be trusted? Doesn't the Bible say that it is not in man? It is not in man to know his own way. Meaning that someone can come up to you and tell you, you know, we in the office, we, well, we just wanted to talk to you. We feel that you're like this. And then you become offended and angry because you feel they're attacking you. And the truth is, you are like that. They are the ones who are experiencing you. They're telling you. But it is not in a man to know his own way, his own actions, how he is. It is the Holy Spirit who will reveal that to us. But the church has been corrupted, inverted, turned upside down. Don't identify sin. Don't point at sin. Don't expose sin. Cover it instead and justify it. And I've always said, and I said in this video, if your first response when you hear sin judged is to open your mouth and say, but you are already in sin yourself. You are a defender of sin. You are a broken and perverted lymphocyte. You love sin and you want to have it covered in others because you are hoping for it to be covered in yourself. The righteous man will say like David, search me, O Lord and see if there is any evil way in me. But that is a lost art in our generation. Very few actually know that identifying sin pinpoints it because it is a cancer that spreads much faster than natural cancers. Sin jumps. Sin jumps from pastor to people, and sin jumps from person to person. You get fornication in a congregation, pretty soon everybody will be doing it. Homosexuality, trans these things are powered by very powerful demons. They transfer. That's why the first conversation you ask people struggling in this lifestyle, it usually goes like, I first became aware of it around this, this, that time. Because that thing, as God has shown it to me, it usually comes in through very early abuse. Touching on babies the sickles who should not be allowed to reproduce or to have children in their care. Touching on kids. Early sexual touching breaks the gates of the soul. That's why the Bible says don't stir up love until the time. Don't go opening doors and kindling things that should not be kindled before it's time. But when you abuse children in this way, you tear. You tear those babies, you rip open the gates of their soul, and you give evil ones access. And what they do is they go in there, and then they, they nest up, and they wait, just like sick eggs waiting to hatch, until consciousness comes into the child. Until the baby begins to edge into selfhood, knows its name, knows I am a little girl. Those are boys. They all grasp that in the beginning. If they don't grasp that in the beginning, there would be no struggle. Every girl knows she's a girl and every boy knows he's a boy. The struggle is the rotten egg is trying to burst through to destroy identity. We are made We are made by intelligent design. And the intelligent designer has named everything. That is part of his power, the ability to name everything. He is the one who named sky firmament. He named Adam. And then he transferred to Adam that right, that same creative power to name a thing. And the Bible says the Lord watched to see what Adam would call things. And then whatever Adam called them... That was their name, cow, sheep. That was their name, Eve. That was her name. So this is a God-given power, identity. And Satan, the twister, the perverter, plants these evil eggs. And as selfhood is established, I am a little girl, I am a little boy, that egg begins to beat. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. And then in come the architects of insanity now in the last days. Taylor knew that she was a boy when she was two. She couldn't control her bowel movements, but she had nailed complicated sexuality at age two. America. Hmm.